Hello and welcome to Sustainable Future. I am Arnav Chaudhary with Abhisar Sadakar here, and today we'll be talking to Mr. Rajesh Majumdar about sustainable lighting. He's a master of physics at the Boone School and has also been the head of Department of Sciences for nearly a decade. He's a Fulbright Scholar and an alumni of the U.S. State Department. He has been a mentor to many students in their lives and in different activities. He's also been a part of a sustainable lighting project in Barefoot College in Rajasthan, where they educate people about sustainable lighting and many more developments in the field of environmental energy. We are grateful to have such a passionate and dedicated master here with us. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Arnav, and thank you, Abhisar, for inviting me for this uh, conversation. So, sir, beginning with first question. So, how important is the role of efficient LED lighting in our progress of sustainable development, according to you? Uh, see, uh, sustainable development, uh, the basic premise of that goes in the understanding that uh, electricity has to reach uh, the last person uh, in, the, in that, uh, you know, uh, who, is, who is standing in, in the society. Uh, so poorest of uh, the poor. And uh, talking about, uh, you know, LED lighting system, uh, LED lighting system still is... Uh, pretty pretty expensive uh, if you see uh, just a 5 watt or 8 watt bulb uh, which is available in the market is uh, pretty costly uh, now a uh, lot of big uh, players in this field are making led bulbs uh, but what is very important to know is that led lighting and the circuit uh, that can be very easily fabricated and it can be very easily made by us uh, if and, and everybody else who can be trained a little bit. Uh, so that was the main idea that if we want to, uh, you know, spread this uh, electrification, uh, then we have to have efficient lighting system. And for that LED technology, which can be very, uh, which can become very handy, very useful. Uh, and can also be easily made by people who can be trained for maybe two or three hours. That training uh, can make them skilled enough to make uh, a light a bulb. So that was the core idea. So uh, doing so, one can save electricity. And if one saves electricity, then the same unit uh, can be regarded to be as uh, a production also. So in that way, uh, using an efficient system of light is not just uh, using it efficiently, but producing another unit maybe. So that is why I think it is much more sustainable vis-a-vis uh, -vis other systems of lighting. So, sir, can you also please tell our listeners the reasons why LED lighting is considered sustainable, such as low energy consumption or a waste reduction? Uh, as I have already mentioned, that it is low energy consumption is certainly there, but uh, I do not really. Uh, I am not very convinced that it doesn't uh, produces waste, and that is that is what. Uh, was one of the USPs of our project that uh, in, in what we felt in 2016-17 is within a decade or so, or maybe a little earlier also, there will be huge e-waste and uh, nobody will be able to 
uh, understand what to do with this e-waste of LED lights. And that is why the USP of the project was to uh, also skill each one of us as well as the participants in the project to repair those. So any, any LED bulb which has lived its life for maybe two years or three years and now it is not working can be very easily repaired. And that repair cost is very, very less. Uh, if you, I, I don't know whether you know it or not, uh, there is a very small, you know, circuit in which there is just one capacitor, one resistor uh, and, and one small IC. Now, those are very inexpensive, uh, inexpensive uh, material. And for example, the resistor which is used is hardly of one rupee or two. So if uh, that has burned, so it can be simply replaced. So when we replace uh, a certain bulb, which was uh, which has gone waste uh, at a nominal cost of one rupee, we are saving huge, huge amount of e-waste. And that is why also it is very uh, sustainable uh, in that context. So, so like you said that it is easy to repair and it is low energy consumption and harmful substances aren't much harmful substances aren't used in construction. But do you feel that there are any negatives attached to LED lighting as well? Like we were reading and we found something as blue light. So do you think that there are any negatives associated and what can be possible solutions to improve the yeah. light? Yes, very rightly pointed out, Abhishal. Uh, there, uh, there are a lot of negatives. No technology is without negative. There will be some negatives, uh, definitely. Uh, the, ne the negative with ordinary LEDs, white or maybe on the bluish side, is the high wavelength, uh, uh, high high frequency wave, uh, you know, radiation, and that is harmful. Uh, whether it is on the blue side, it will definitely affect the eye. Uh, it, it can also affect, uh, you know, the skin as well. Uh, so that is there, but I have, I, I have not researched too much on that, but I know that there are filters also, uh, which are coming in those filters, uh, just like glass, we, in the ordinary, you know, specs, we, there are coatings and, uh, the outer covering of the bulb has that coating, which, uh, filters the blue light. Uh, mostly and the other light which is not as harmful as blue can be filtered through so that is one way to reduce it the other way is definitely to improve upon the technology and produce a similar uh, white light or maybe yellowish light with much less um, you know blue light coming in from the material of what the uh, uh, led is made up of that is the semiconducting material so material scientists are definitely researching on all all of these. So, so as we know that you were part of a sustainable lighting project in Barefoot College, and in that project you focused on bringing LED lights to remote areas. So, what are some other ways that you can you feel that you can help in increasing the usage of LED lights over traditional lights in these remote areas? Uh, no, I want to just to correct you here, Arnav. I was not involved in uh, with Barefoot College in that sense. But uh, yes, uh, myself and one of my uh, colleagues, Dr. Srinivas Swami, we visited uh, the Barefoot College uh, a few years back because we knew that uh, Mr. Bunker Roy, who is uh, a DOSCO, he has been into uh, this, uh, you know, LED lighting and solar lighting rather 
uh, in a big way. Uh, so we wanted to visit uh, that place to exactly know that uh, uh, once we have acquired the skills of you know imparting uh, knowledge to ordinary folk uh, about making of LED bulbs and how to repair. Now, if we go a, a step further and connect uh, the batteries uh, using solar power, uh, then uh, there will be an efficient uh, household uh, which which can be which can be made a, a sort of a model that solar energy is firstly converted into electric energy DC power and then that DC power is uh, lighting the LED bulbs and that LED bulb making and repairing everything is known by that person who is residing in that house so it will be a sort of a self-sufficient lighting uh, you know powerhouse uh, plus lighting uh, you know technology and that is why we visited there we stayed there for two three days and we were really uh, you know surprised and astonished how uh, informal uh, education works and uh, we met uh, many many people who were there and there were a lot of interns uh, from uh, ivy colleges from uh, the us who were participating in uh, somehow in some project or the other and then we, you know, had a good rapport with uh, the people working over there and we invited them at our founders uh, next year. And those uh, people came over here and they conducted a workshop of uh, solar uh, lanterns. So that uh, went on for, uh, at least this interaction, interaction went on for a year or so. Uh, so uh, presently we know how to do it, uh, the entire system. Uh, converting so solar energy into DC energy and then lighting. The entire chain is completely known uh, by us and some of the boys uh, in the school. But unfortunately, due to COVID uh, situation and all that, we couldn't uh, you know carry it forward. But we did it uh, uh, with uh, uh, at summer at noon programs for back to back. I think uh, three years uh, with uh, uh, students coming from all over India. And they really appreciated uh, this entire, you know, uh, system of how things are to be done from solar to ultimate lighting. So that those those things were all there. But uh, yes, the pandemic has uh, put a sort of a uh, you know obstacle there. Uh, sir, a lot of people say that uh, LED lighting is here to stay, and like the usage of LED lighting has grown in the past years and it is still growing at a rapid rate. But so do you feel that Xenon lights or XCDs are soon going to overtake LEDs because of their uh, longer lifetime and more energy saving? Uh, XCDs will, you know, they have, they are quite different to what uh, LEDs are. Now, the if you see the spectrum of, of that, it uh, sort of uh, uh, is very close to sunlight. Uh, and uh, uh, it is still at a very, you know, advanced stage in terms of uh, uh, commercialization. But uh, the technology is still very expensive. And, uh, and it will take a lot of time. We are, I cannot make a, you know, X-ray uh, at home. I can't do it. Because it is, it requires high pressure xenon uh, inside that uh, uh, you know tube and a lot of uh, connections which are to be done at a 
very higher level of industry manufacturing so for lighting the streets because uh, it says that there is less uh, glare uh, even for greenhouse uh, you know uh, farming uh, to 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 just replicate and resemble the sunlight those can be used a uh, lot of big industries can come in to produce and make and fabricate those lights but the use will be definitely efficient but how much it can be used and how much repair can it be done at a local level is something where led still has a lot of uh, you know edge uh, as as uh, compared to xleds so uh, so as we know that awareness is one of the biggest obstacles when it comes to sustainable development and spreading the knowledge about uh, sustainable development so looking at the current state of development uh, our country is in and the current infrastructure or the current education do you think that the government would be able to promote sustainable lighting through led technology or some other technology and uh, energy across the remotest areas of the nation and how long do you think would it take for these areas to shift to complete sustainable lighting and energy use so if you go to the website of government uh, and delp and all that you will find that uh, government claims to reach 99% of uh, you know the households the grid has reached the transformers have been there but whether it is being uh, fed power or not that is uh, some some claim uh, is uh, is found to be not true uh, but uh, electrification and the spreading of uh, this uh, efficient lighting system has been pretty fast in the last 4 5 years and it has been fast because of this factor also that for example in my household if i am using lot of lighting uh, which were based on ordinary tube rods or ordinary filament bulbs also and now suddenly i have replaced uh, everything Uh, with LED, uh, I I see that there has been a reduction of uh, approximately fifty percent uh, because I have calculated that uh, for a long period of time uh, it has certainly come down. Uh, I am not saying it, that uh, that is that that is fifty percent less to what the person has been using. Maybe after saving, he has or the person has uh, bought new things. Uh, so electricity consumption has. grown uh, in in that sense but the, in terms of only lighting the consumption has certainly gone down and therefore this difference was as i earlier told this difference in the consumption has certainly gone into the grid and now uh, in the last 3 4 years um, solar power also coming in into a big way uh, this difference this gap in the production and the consumption has certainly gone up and that is how the government was able to produce not not produce in uh, literally in that sense in the power stations but by reducing the consumption so it is definitely sustainable and uh, maybe in in another 4 uh, to 5 years i think uh, they will be able to uh, reach out to every household uh, even in the remotest of the villages so it started very early around 20, 20, 2015 or so 2016 something like that and it will take uh, at least a decade or so to completely change in into led and and sustain the consumption 
So we are looking at a timeline of around 2024 or 2025. But I don't know whether this uh, pandemic has disturbed this entire calculation or not. So it, it, it can have an own impact. So, so as we just talked about the awareness of the situation, a concern with sustainable development, we're aware that you were also connected in another project with the school students of the Room School, uh, lit up where you spread where, where you spread awareness about LED technology and sustainable lighting in villages and educated them on how to use these. Yes, lit up was actually uh, a project of uh, two students and not entirely ours. We just supported it. And we provided uh, uh, them an opportunity to visit a village. And uh, there is a village, uh, Panchayat, uh, uh, called uh, Nisirpatti, uh, which uh, many other players also came in. And there was one, there is one NGO in Dehradun. They also pitched in. Uh, and there were some fundings from uh, uh, some, uh, some agencies. And then everybody came together. And uh, we, we, and the boys were especially uh, really, you know, hardworking. They made uh, more than 100 or 200 uh, LED bulbs and distributed, raised fund uh, by selling them, some of them in the founders. And uh, uh, then uh, all these bulbs were uh, given and distributed in that village. There was an association uh, and, and, and work together with uh, Bellum girls as well. Uh, and uh, the solar lighting were provided by the NGO and this entire panchayat of Misapati was converted into LED uh, lighting and that was if not first uh, in Asia it will be uh, definitely first entire eight villages under one panchayat gram panchayat to be converted in efficient lighting system uh, way back in 2018 uh, definitely in the country uh, but uh, some some of the NGO people and they say that it is uh, eight villages together under one gram panchayat is actually the first in entire Asia. So that was uh, a big project of these two boys uh, and they uh, collaborated with uh, girls of uh, Belem and uh, apart from some NGOs. So so it it was their project and not ours. We were just supporting it from outside. So, sir, we have been talking about LED lighting for the past 10-15 minutes. So, so, do you think that there are any other alternatives to LED technology when we are seeing the near future and for sustain when considering sustainability? LED lighting system is still uh, in its uh, developmental stage uh, because when it came, it came with a huge bang and, and nobody realized that there can be harmful effects uh, which you pointed out earlier. Uh, but it is still, uh, there are a Nobel Prize in the designing of, uh, you know, materials which can produce perfect white light of LED. So you can imagine the technology uh, is, is uh, so complicated, uh, so advanced that even Nobel Prize has been given for that. So uh, you, can, you can understand, uh, the, um, you know, it is still under a developmental stage in material science. So uh, what, what happens in the years to come is definitely will be of great interest. Uh, uh, we exactly don't know how, how it can move from much more efficient lighting systems, uh, but definitely it is getting advanced day by day. 
so uh, so uh, other than these lighting systems like we talked about uh, xenon technology or led lighting what other measure what other measures uh, do you think that uh, should be taken that can contribute to a sustainable environment and keeping in mind these factors like the cost of those measures and the development of our country see there are uh, 17 goals of un uh, uh, we we all know about it and i still recall when we actually projected it Uh, way back in 2009 uh, maybe you were not uh, there at that time in the school in 2009 and 10 rather 10 2010 when the school celebrated uh, its 75th year uh, we uh, the department of science and the teachers of the department of science and students <coughs> uh, projected these uh, 17 goals and they were constantly working how to achieve that at least in the school and uh, now you all know that in the school uh, the lighting of the house is primarily led uh, so that that was one of the effects one old boy of tata house he is uh, working at a in an in in industry uh, in solar and i we know that now the school has also big plans to convert it into solar uh, uh, you know energy but uh, looking at uh, led you don't uh, just see that it is uh, sustainable only in the sense that energy is reaching to the poor uh, there are economic ramifications also uh, because uh, the person who is getting skilled he can make and repair led bulbs so he can open a small shop in his own village and during the project of fulbright uh, you know program uh, we were able to reach 25 states out of uh, 30 plus states uh, in india and uh, remotest uh, villages they sent uh, their uh, people through we contacted them through science centers government science centers so it is an opportunity in uh, for economic growth also which is again one sustainable development goal the other most important sustainable development goal which we targeted through the same project is climate change which is again uh, uh, you know uh, one of the primary goals of uh, sdgs so if we take up one project there are many other sustainable development goals also which uh, which get attached to it then uh, women empowerment was also there uh, and that is also in a way to uh, elevate uh, you know pro- uh, poverty so so that is also to improve upon the poverty uh, that is again a fourth uh, sdg of uh, un so uh, it is not just only lighting uh, but uh, if we do these kind of uh, projects where many others sdgs can also uh, get attached uh, then it it has a larger you know imprint uh, and larger footprint in that sense Car- carbon uh, redu- uh, emission reduction is also there uh, you know reducing e waste so all these uh, are uh, important uh, you know uh, points are here to mention uh, so just before we conclude our interview is there any other information that you would like to share with our listeners that hasn't been already covered in the podcast yeah uh, what what i want that some of the students pick up uh, some project and that has become really important nowadays because uh, for the university applications uh university applications require not just uh, you know subject uh, marks and grades nowadays they do not see only that part but they see 
whether you have been involved into real experiential learning or not and that is why uh, i will say that uh, if we can recognize one maybe small you know question which um, addresses sdgs in any way uh, then then it will be really really good for uh, everybody uh, it will be helpful for you it will be helpful for the environment it will be helpful uh, as a being a motivator uh, for example students who are involved in uh, you know the categorization and the listing of the birds of chamba uh, they are also impacting the environment uh, in a in a big manner uh, so that uh, environment means again sdgs uh, one of the primary so in this way uh, if we are able to pick up a groups of three or four students like you arnav and abhisar uh, both of you uh, you can uh, and uh, you can you can do any particular uh, pick up one goal or two goals and see if you can do anything at your level to improve upon uh, then it will be really helpful Yes, sir. So, so as already pointed out by you that repairing bulbs, uh, LED bulbs was a major major focus of your project. And apart from providing LED lights to manage e-waste and reduce it, so this is something that we would be keeping our focus at to uh, reduce and manage e-waste sustainability and all uh, sustainably. Also, therefore, we will try to keep our next session with an expert on managing e-waste as well, apart from undertaking other projects. yeah that will be really wonderful so finally we'd like to sincerely thank you for giving us your time and sharing all the information with us and our listeners thank you thank you so much arnav and abhisar for uh, you know initiating this dialogue uh, and this conversation rather uh, may maybe there there will be a chain of you know such conversations so, so that we reach certain uh, you know greater understanding of how the impact can uh, really change uh, our understanding in in, in these uh, you know difficult circumstances